Well, good morning. Oh, it's good to see all of you. Man, you guys look great. Fantastic. Good crew. Good crew. Proud of you. Proud of how you got yourself all together this morning. You know, those of you who were kind of like, eh, I give you a thumbs up. But I want to say, uh, first off, before we get going, uh, we're going to be in um, uh, John, the last couple of chapters of John. So if you want to kind of navigate that way and be prepared for hopping around just a little bit, um, that's your first clue as to what's going on this morning. Uh, but uh, I want to say uh, I want to say thank you to Pastor Ken for uh, trusting me, allowing me to uh, come up here and uh, uh, do what God has called me to do. Um, I, it means a lot to me. So thank you very much, Pastor Ken. I appreciate your trust in that. Um, and uh, thank you for uh, not leaving once you realized he wasn't going to be doing his thing. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so for those of you who, uh, who don't know or haven't met me yet or I haven't had the privilege of meeting you, my name is Aaron Pippen. Um, this is my hot wife, Lauren. She's right there. Yeah. Why are you making faces at me when I say that? So uh, we've, got, uh, we've got four incredible kids, uh, Cohen, Livia, Mariah, and Johanna, and they go from uh, 10 down to 2. And uh, so we, uh, we have a, a full house and uh, full hearts, and it, it's wonderful. Um, but it's been uh, fantastic being here, getting to know each and every one of you. Thank you again. I know I said this once before. Thank you again to everybody that helped us move in, people that have brought, you know, uh, food over or, like, told us, hey, you can go get food here. And Because I'm kind of like, I don't know where things are. So it's great. It's great to be uh, back in Ohio. We did ministry uh, quite a few years ago in Ohio, and uh, we spent... Uh, uh, six years down in Raleigh, North Carolina area, doing ministry, and uh, but it's it's wonderful to uh, to be back home. Um, I actually was telling Pastor Ken, I was like, it's ironic that like the place that God brings us back home to is actually the the only part of Ohio that I've been to the least. Like the absolute. So I was like, oh, this is great. I get to learn more of Ohio, the, the state that I love. So, um, but. We're going to be talking this morning about uh, what's next, and uh, Pastor Ken has been sharing with us, uh, I am, right? We've been talking through I am, I'm the bread of life, I'm the light, I'm the gate, I'm the shepherd, I'm all of these things, and so then we see that he is, at the end, last week we had Easter, and he is resurrection, exactly, and so we have this experience, this encounter, and if you can imagine with me, uh, I have a very active imagination, so try and keep up. If you can imagine with me that the disciples have been on this journey with Jesus, and they're seeing all of these things, and they're hearing all of these stories, and they're kind of like, oh, this is really cool. He's bread. That's weird. He's light. Huh. He's a gate. How does that work? He's a shepherd. Got that one. You know, and then he's resurrection. And now here we are with the disciples, and we see some behavior that doesn't seem to line up with everything that they should have been understanding. You know, we, when I can imagine that, uh, you know, the, the confusion, you know, Pastor Ken even said that Thomas is like, as they're, they're discussing with the disciples, and Jesus is like, you know, I'm, I'm the way, right? And Thomas is like, you know, and Jesus like, I can see, just, I see that hand, you know, and Thomas is like, no, we don't get it. You're the way. We don't get it. And it's expressed in how they respond after the resurrection. There's confusion. There's chaos. There's, there's concern. There's worry. There's fear. There's all of these things. And, and it kind of feels like everything is scattered. Um, it, for me, this kind of relates in a, in a very comical way. Um, I thought this was really funny. My wife showed up at church last week, and she's like, 
hi. And I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, you, you can like tell like something's, something's weird, something's different. And I was like, what's up? And she's like, I hit a bird on the way to church. <laughs> and my wife, my wife startles very easily. Uh, so I have to like announce myself when I'm entering a room. I, I have entered the room, wife, and so that, so that I don't scare the life out of her. So, or I just like deliberately stomp, like, here comes the husband. And so I, she startles very easily. And so she's like, you know, I could imagine like, you know, what had happened because we've had a few animals and critters, you know, God's little furry ones running around as we've been married the last few years. And she always gasps and shrieks and all this stuff. And I'm, you know, I kind of am like, boom. You know, and she's more like, oh, and, and all of this stuff. And I can imagine that, you know, for me, I make the connection. This is where my brain goes. I made the connection of last Easter, sometimes, sometimes we're the car, sometimes we're the bird. Okay? And I can imagine the disciples feeling a little bit like that bird, a little scattered, trying to gather their feathers and their wits all at the same time, going, what just hit us? Right? And they're, they're trying to understand what is, what is the next thing? What is the next thing? And so that's what we're talking about. What's next? Now that we've seen Jesus say for all this time, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And the disciples are like, yeah, yeah. And then it happens. They're like, wait, what? So what's next? What do we do? Now that we're so far removed in time from the resurrection and the disciples in the moment were experiencing chaos and, and scattered brain and all of this confusion, what's next? And so Jesus responds to what's next. He restores them, right? He comes and he sees them. He visits them. Hey, you know, you know that would be, be kind of crazy. He shows up, scares them a little bit. Hey, it's all right. Everything's okay. I'm here. Remember every conversation <laughs> Remember every prophecy. Remember, remember the, the entire Old Testament pointing to this time. It's going to be okay. Here's what's next. It's going to be okay. Here's what's next. And so he restores them. He encourages them. He loves them and he directs, he redirects his followers. And so when we look at Matthew, he, he gives us very clearly what's next. Matthew, at the end of uh, the book of Matthew, he, he gives us what we call the Great Commission, right? You guys familiar with the Great Commission? Yes? This is yes, this is no. It's okay to say no if you don't. But the Great Commission is, what, is when Jesus, Matthew is sharing that Jesus sends us. All right? So he's, he's reminding the disciples, hey, remember how we, we went around to all these different places and all of these miracles took place. We went and we did that together. All right? We traveled this circuit. We, we went around. We visited all these places. God did all of these things. Right? Remember this, disciples? Okay. And then I sent you guys to go and do those things, and you came back, and you're like, this was crazy. People were getting healed. And it was like, yeah, okay. We're going to keep doing that thing. The same thing. You're going to go. All right? So Matthew gives us the Great Commission. And he says in Matthew chapter 18 through 20, it says, And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All right, just in case they had forgotten, right? Hey, guys, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, to Jesus. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to follow all I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. 
And that's not just for the disciples, that's for you. He is with you, always. When things are great, when things aren't so great. When, like, like Carrie said this morning, sometimes we, we don't feel like saying, great are you, Lord. Because he doesn't feel great in the moment that we're in. But he reminds them, hey, I'm with you always, always, always. Luke, love Luke. It's a great book, kind of awesome. Luke gives us the manifestations or some more of the manifestations of Jesus. When he's showing up, you know, he's, he's walking through walls and, and doing all this stuff that like, you know, breaks every rule that they thought they understood. You know, he's, he's resurrected, he's walking through walls and they're kind of like, what's going on? And then he's eating food in front of them so that they know he's not a ghost or a spirit or whatever other thing that they were coming up with. So Luke gives us the manifestations. He gives us uh, the story of the road to Emmaus. And we're going to circle back to that in just a little bit. Uh, There are some disciples that are on the road to Emmaus. And Luke also gives us a lot of detail in the ascension of Jesus. And so we're seeing what is is next. We're seeing what what is taking place after the resurrection. We're seeing where Jesus is leading the disciples. And John... John gives us the seaside chat. That's what I call it. When Jesus goes and he meets with the disciples at the Sea of Galilee. And I, I, I really like, uh, I love a good bonfire. Who, who, you guys love a good bonfire sitting around having some s'mores? Who, who does s'mores? Okay. Who does, who does um, Reese cups with s'mores? Is that? Okay. There's some of you that are like, I feel the spirit now, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that changed my life. You know, I'm a Reese Cup guy, and you throw that in with some graham crackers. Come on. <laughs> Woo. All right. So John, he gives us a seaside chat. He gives us a fireside chat. He also gives us the love question. Man, I love, I love this. Because for me, this, this seems to really connect with me. You know, you Sometimes in, in reading through scripture, um, do you guys, maybe this is just me, but do you connect with like a particular character within the story that you're reading and you're kind of like, yeah, that's me, you know? You, you read, I, I, love, I love reading through uh, the story of David because it makes me feel better about myself because I'm like, yeah, I'm David. I'm totally David. And it's unfortunate because then when I get into the New Testament, I'm like, doggone it, I'm, I'm Peter, like, constantly, like, foot and mouth, just, hey, well, what about this, you know, and, and doing ridiculous stuff, and, and feeling like in, in different stages in my life where I have, I've let God down. You been there? And, and, after, and after some of those times, you know, I have very, I have, audibly ask God, like, in my, in my failing, in my loneliness, in my just angry at myself, God, what's next? What do I do now? Like, here I am, you know, I feel like all I did was just walk in in a, in a circle, and I'm back to the same stinking thing, and I'm, I, I either I feel stuck, or I feel lost, or I feel alone. I don't understand what's going on, but I don't know what to do next. What's next? And this always means so much to me because of that. Because if Jesus could walk this literal road with Peter and have this time with him and love on him and minister to him and be a friend to him and with him and wash his feet and then know that he was going to say, I have no idea who that guy is. 
Like not just like once and not twice, but three times to do that, that Jesus can sit next to the fire with Peter, look him in the eye, and, and love on him. John chapter 21, verses 15 through 17. It says, now when they had finished breakfast. See, Jesus just, make, he's making it chill. He's not like, all right, let's gather around, you know, set up the, set up the seats. Okay, here's my, here's my podium. He's, they're just having breakfast. They're like sitting on a rock or sitting in the sand at the seaside having breakfast. Right? Good old fish. That was a fish fry. That was good times. Now, when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, shepherd my sheep. Verse 17, he said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt. He said to him the third time, I'm sorry, he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know I love you. And Jesus said to him, tend my sheep. He didn't tell him to, you know, here you need to go and like, you know, figure out how to, how to lead an organization. You need to, you know, let's, let's send you off to uh, Sanhedrin University or whatever. Like, you know, he, they didn't have to go and do all of these things. All he was telling them to do is, Tend my sheep. Do, do what I've been showing you all of this time. You, you, you don't need to, it, it's, it's not that difficult. Let's, let's, let me remind you. When we met, what did I say? Do you want to be a fisher of men? All right? So let's, let's walk this road together. Here we are. This is what's next, Peter. This is what's next. It's, it's very easy. Do as I've modeled. Do as I've been showing you. What's next? Tend my sheep. For me, like I said, that means so much because I, I know and I can remember and I can see and sense and feel each one of those times that I have, I have failed God or I have turned my back deliberately on God. And I remember that. And I think, Lord, if you, can, if you could do that with Peter, I know, I know you can, you can do that with me. And so I, I know what's next. I'm looking to what's next. And so one of the things that um, I, I have been, I've been learning as uh, I've, been, I've been getting older is, is that uh, not everybody thinks the same. I, I know. Hold on. <laughs> it's going to get deep, okay? Not everybody thinks the same. Like, you know, my, like somebody will say something and my brain starts like firing all kinds of things. And usually, usually it like translates into like a movie quote. Okay, and so I, that's, that's my love language is movie quotes, all right? It's also my spiritual gift is movie quotes. And so, like, stuff happens, and I'm just kind of, my, my brother and I, I don't think we've had an actual real conversation in, like, the last 10 years. We just stand face-to-face and say movie quotes back together, back and forth, just, you know, like, it's, it's Tommy Boy, and then it's Black Sheep, and then it's Star Wars, and then, you know, and then it's like, all right, love you, brother, see ya. You know, like, that's just... So we all, we all think different. Everybody thinks a little bit different. And so when, when I see what's going on with the disciples in this, I see three very distinct uh, personalities and three very distinct different thought processes within the disciples and what's going on, right? We've got 
Peter and a few of the others that are like, hey, let's go fishing, right? That seems like a normal thing to do. Jesus just resurrected. He's showing up here and there and everywhere. Let's go fishing. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm blown away by that. Like that's, that's, a, that's a level of chill or something that I, I don't even understand yet. But I also see it as kind of in this attitude of Jesus is, is back and so he's just going to do it all. And, and I, I don't really have to invest anymore. Right? Like, okay, yeah, it's kind of interesting and funny that they're going fishing. But also, like, for me, I'm kind of like, what's, what's deeper in that? What does that communicate? I'm going to go back to what I knew because Jesus is just going to do it. And I don't have to work hard at it. I don't have to sacrifice for this. I don't have to invest my heart and soul into this. That's Jesus' job. But that's not what he's called us to do. And if we're, if we're to tend sheep, that's, that's a commitment. That's, sometimes it, it, it can be really cool. Like, I love that video that Pastor Ken showed of, of the shepherd just kind of coming up. I don't know what he was saying. Maybe he was like, meh, I don't know. I don't speak sheep. That's one of the few languages that I don't know. But he, he like, says whatever. Maybe he was just like, sheep, come here. And that, they were like, yes. Uh, but... I, I, don't, I don't speak in that way, but, like, that's super cool. But what, what we don't see is, like, shaving them, cleaning their hooves, trimming them, you know, birthing them. Oh. <laughs> like, we lived downwind most of the time from a pig farm when I was growing up. Uh, that's a good time. <laughs> but... I dreaded driving by the sheep farm, okay? Like, I did not, I was like, let's go the other city around. Uh, I, I just, I felt like they stunk even worse than, than pigs. Maybe that's just me, but I, it's, it's a nasty, dirty job. And that's, that's, not what, <laughs> that's not what we always see, but that's, that's part of the hard work that, that comes into that. And, and that's, that's what Jesus is calling us to do, is that, that we are to tend his sheep. So, if we're answering the question, what's next? I think the, the response is going to be, return to the Father. When, um, when, when I was growing up, none of you guys were like this. I imagine that you were all just not like me at all. But when I was growing up, my dad, who's actually, my mom and dad are back there. Hi, mom and dad. Um, uh, oh, that was sweet. You guys are the best. Uh, when my parents were raising me and I was growing up, my dad would say, hey, uh, Aaron, I need you to go and do, like, whatever. You know, maybe it was, like, take out the trash. Uh, maybe it was clean out the car. Maybe it was, you know, I, I, don't, I don't remember. Obviously, I w- was paying attention. And because um, the only thing I could think of is the trash. Dishes. We had to do dishes. And, uh, but dad would say, hey, go, go take care of the trash. And uh, when, when you're done, can you guys guess? Come, come back, right? Right? Because I was like 10 or 12, and my brain could only hold on to one thing at a time. If I was lucky. If I was lucky. All right? And so I would, I would go. I take care of the trash, and then it was like, I'm free. <laughs> I can go and do whatever I want. 
And that's when the trouble would show up. Because I was not obeying. I was not doing what I needed to do. I wasn't returning to my father. I wasn't, I wasn't returning to where I could find the right way to go. Because if we don't return to the father, we find our own tasks to occupy ourselves. Right? And it could even be good things. And be like, oh, my, I, I, I don't, I don't want to tell him my son, but I'm going to tell him my son. Um, so Cohen, he has the same sickness that I do. I will say, son, go. And I try to give him three things because I want him to be smarter than me. And I try to give him three things. And he'll, he, the majority of the time, he'll do all three. But he doesn't do the last thing, which has come back to me. And I'm like, man, this is really weird. He was supposed to pick up his boots, take out the trash, and um, straighten the table. And it's been like an hour. These things don't take that long. What's going on? And I find him like in a tree. And I'm like, hey, Zacchaeus, what are you doing? <laughs> like, come on down. Come on down. What's, what's up, buddy? And he's like, oh, I'm done. And I'm like, you, you took care of the trash? Yeah. I was like, but there's not a new bag in the, in the trash can. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. But do you remember the last thing? Come back to me. Oh, oh, yeah. I feel like, I feel like that's, that's me so many times. I'll go and I'll, and I'll, be, and I'll do something that I know the Lord has, has called me or sent me to do. And then it's kind of like, oh, freedom. <laughs> and I can, I can find my own thing to occupy myself. So, so what's next? Returning to the Father. That's what's next. We, we cannot be occupying our own time and our own thing with, with our own thing. That's, that's God's job in us to assign us, hey, go. He didn't just say go and then run amok, you crazy kids. No, he said, he said, go, but then he shows that we need to return to the Father. We need to return to the Father. And so, so as, we are, as we're looking at, at what's next, you can all be in a different stage in life. Some, for some, it may be what's, what's next after high school. Yeah, return to the Father. What's next after college? Yeah, you're going to start seeing a trend here. Return to the Father. What's next after, after marriage and, you know, hey, this is so exciting. Anybody have that, like, after honeymoon stage? Usually, it's usually, like, right after the honeymoon. Okay. <laughs> That's why it's a thing to say. And, you know, like, life kind of sets in. You're, you're not on vacation anymore. You're not, you know, oh, this is so great and new and fresh. <laughs> and then it's like, there's bills to pay and the yard to mow and, you know, dishes to do. And, try, and you don't have kids to send out to go do all that stuff yet. It's just the two of you, you know. And, man, right? Like, there you go. So, What's, what's next after, after the, the, the euphoria of a, of a, of a new relationship? Oh, return to the Father. What's, what's next when, man, when unfortunately maybe sometimes in life that falls apart and there's, there's a, a, ripping, a ripping away of a relationship? What's next after divorce? What's next after uh, being an empty nester, the kids moving up and uh, moving away, growing up and moving away? What's next after retirement? What's, 
what's next after, after a loss of a loved one? My, my, my response is return to the Father. The, the, the healing that takes place. If Peter, if Peter hadn't returned to Jesus and had that conversation, could you imagine like the, just the, the pain and the shame that would have just hung on his heart? Oh man, what a burden. I mean, you still see that that was, that was, a, that was a hardship and, a, and, a, and a, a sorrow that he carried, but, but at least he had Jesus restoring him. At least he had that opportunity to return to the Father where Jesus just loved on him. Hey, it's all right. It's okay. I'm here. I love you. I love you. I love you. We return to the Father. Jesus reached the disciples on the road to Emmaus. He reached the disciples when they were out in, in a boat. He reached the disciples who were hiding in a room. He reached the disciples wherever they were. So wherever you are, it, it's not too far. It's not too dark. It's not too deep. It's not too lonely. It's not too crowded. It's not too noisy. It's not too quiet for Jesus to reach you. All you have to do is return to the Father. Some of you God has, has sent, and you have gone, and you have been obedient, and the world has crushed you. I am so sorry. Return to the Father. Let him love on you. Let him let you know how much he cares. So these are, these are our three takeaways, three things. I want you guys to be smarter than me. Three things. Don't stay in the boat. Don't hide in the room. Don't walk your own path. The disciples were in a boat. The disciples were hiding in a room. And the disciples were leaving on the road to Emmaus. Don't do those things in your own life. Don't stay in the boat. Don't hide in your own room. Don't walk your own path. Return to the Father. That's where we find healing. That's where we find our strength. Let's, let's stand together. We're going we're gonna to close here. For those who are our prayer team, if you want to come forward and be ready to, to pray with those who, who have prayer needs, this, this is going to be, these next couple of minutes, this is, this is your time. It's, it's you and God. You're, it's going to be your choice. I'm not saying if you don't come down that you're not returning to the Father. However, there is an opportunity that when we step forward, in a, in a physical way, and when we take that physical step, that God does something spiritual. There's, there are things that God does that when we move physically, he moves spiritually and responds in that. So like I said, God can meet you where you're at. It can happen in your seat. It can happen up here praying together. My heart my prayer for each and every one of you who are, who are in need is that you would return to the Father. That you let, 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 God, let God scrub away those, those things that hurt. Let him, let him speak that he loves you just like he did, he did Peter. But this, is, this is your time. I'm gonna pray and then it'll be, it'll be your, own, your own response time. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much. Thank you so much for 
for the opportunity that we can, we can be in your presence. That we can experience you. Lord, thank you for what you have demonstrated in your word that in how you, you love and restore and, and bring healing to the disciples as a model of what we see you doing still today in our lives. Lord, I pray for those who, who, need, who need healing, for those who are asking what's next after a diagnosis, for those who are asking what's next after uh, an unforeseen loss, for those who are asking what's next in the midst of a difficult decision-making process. God, that, that our, our next step would be towards you. Jesus, bless, bless our church. Bless those who are needing you. God, that you would have your way. Have your way this morning. These altars are open. This is, this is your time with you and the Lord. Respond in how you want. God, move. God, move. Father, we return to you. We return to you. You are our first love. God, where our hearts have become cold, God, would you warm them again? May our affections be turned to you, oh God. Forgive us for being distracted. Forgive us for our wandering. We return to you, Jesus. Amen.